He didn't say. So, if all we know, he's dead. He died. Or, the way to his planet. The more likely situation is he was on the couch and Artemis is napping on the <laughs> like, he <laughs> But he's like, I can't get up. No. No, it's impossible now. Also, welcome to the Super Fun Podcast. I was hoping we would have picked up that whole, like, uh, gamer girl conversation, but we, it, it took its time on the start. Beans start, so we missed uh, all that. Beans! We missed all that good content. Unfortunate. Yeah. Anyways, you're joined by your friends around this, this, your, your friends at the table. That's not a French fan. At all. Well, well, so are the three of us getting dinner before the movie or after? Uh, Welcome to an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at trying to plan friend gatherings. Oh, God. We'll get into that. Uh, so, uh, that's a good question. Do You Do said you want time? to eat after. I, you t- I prefer eating after movies. Okay. Because I don't care when I eat. Because I'll probably get popcorn anyways. Yeah. And like, if we're going out afterwards, you don't have to have a huge before. And also, yeah. you have a significant amount of time. Like, you could have dinner at dinner time and still go to the movie. Yeah. 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 We're, okay. we're seeing the movie. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just say that the three of us will join after. Yeah. Like, we'll try and get there for seven. Yeah. Dinner. So we'll get dinner after. Uh, those two gain dinner beforehand? Yes, then? they are. Okay. Do they want to join us for dinner after? <laughs> it sounds like they will. <laughs> okay. It sounds like they're going to get something before and then join us for after. Hey, we're going to go see Knives Out. You want to come? <laughs> Reply, send us an email whether or not you're going to come to Knives Out with us. Well, what's the email address? The email address is at, well, no, that's Twitter. The email is thesuperfunnetwork at gmail.com. That's thesuperfunnetwork at gmail.com. Send, send us, your, send us your, your theories on who is the killer in Knives Out. Anyways, that's our podcast. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you later. Hey, Tanner. Do you want me to talk about Mega Man? I mean, do you want to talk about Mega Man? I need to talk about Mega Man in Mega Man, in, Mega Man. In, in, in in the in the through the Mega Man through the lens of Dragalia Lost. Uh oh. Uh, because okay, so Dragalia Lost they did a Fire Emblem crossover and it yes. was good and I don't know anything much about Fire Emblem. You don't but know it much sounds about like, Fire Emblem. I don't know much about much Fire Emblem. Much about nothing ex- except to make this face. They do that a lot. And but apparently it was good according to the fans of the Fire Emblems and so Dragalia like on their first anniversary they're like and now next we're gonna do a Mega Man crossover and everyone's like ah oh, sweet we're gonna get Mega Man we're gonna get Roll we're gonna get Bass we're gonna get Proto Man all these fun and then like Rush will be a dragon or something and they're, they're like. No, so you're only getting Mega Man. Just one. You're just getting one Mega Man and that's it. And also, there's no story to this event. Mega Man just showed up. When they did the Fire Emblem crossover, the whole, there was a whole plot, and with all the adventure stories, talking about how like we fell through a portal, but this happens all the time, because Fire Emblem. And so, we're totally fine being stranded in another dimension, and even if we find a portal back home, we can, now we can probably just come here anytime. It's fine. Yeah, that actually well, does track. We just have to make sure that our big titty goth villainess doesn't kill us before we do that. And then with Mega Man, you just get like an opening screen. It's like, Dr. Wily used science to take control of the minds of the dragons. 
So Mega Man teamed up with the prince to defeat him. And then at the end of the event, it's like, and so Mega Man and the prince defeated Wily and sent him back to his home dimension. Good job! You don't even get, like, everyone has, like, their own personal stories that you can unlock as you upgrade them. And Mega Man doesn't have any of that. You get no insight into Mega Man's mind. He doesn't even talk during the missions. He just goes bleep bloop. Oh, you know why this happened then? Why? It's because Capcom put all their their uh, stuff into uh, Teppen. Who? It's their, like, card game kind of thing. Oh. Their mobile card game thing. Oh. So that's got it's all Capcom characters. So they're they're probably looking at Dragalia lots of like, oh that's a nice look here here, have a Mega Man. <laughs> <laughs> they they just that's just when you see like, oh man, Capcom does not give a fuck. You get minimum. <laughs> oh Mega Man. Here you go. See I'd expect it if they did like a file fantasy crossover and the cloud showed up and did nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Advent Children Cloud specifically. Mega Man deserves better. He does. Justice for Mega Man. Yeah. Give him ice cream. Heck yeah. Anyways, what's been uh, going on with you? Um. Did you have a week? I did have a bit of a week. But it wasn't too bad. It was just like a lot. Well, yeah. What happened? I started by. Well, I didn't. I skipped. Mm. Did I? No. No, that's never mind. That's old news. Hey, do you want slippers? No, I'm good. I've been working on... No, yeah, you need slippers. Yeah. Slides. No more slides. No slides. Are... No slides. Slides. slides are life. Slide share gems. Slide life. So I'm working the hardware department at my grocery store, and since we just finished the renovation, my main goal is to just get all of the stuff we had to put away out of the back and onto the clearance rack. Because we also shrunk the harbor department down. Cool. So I found a treasure trove of slippers. We got 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 slippers. I was about to throw something at I was you. I was waiting for you to get that look. <laughs> oh, trust me. That look was there like the first like round. <laughs> we also got some Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. You want a tie-dye owl? Maybe. His name's Owen. Owen. Wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and me and my mom tried to do Christmas shopping today. And we, we did succeed. But it was just kind of a rigmarole trying to figure out what the order of operations was going to be. Okay. And also my mom. My mom doesn't do shopping a lot, really, outside of just shopping for herself. So when I'm introducing her to, like, things outside of just getting clothing or toiletries or the occasional purse or shoe or something, I have to explain to, like, no, we like, okay, we can go to Toys R Us, but the stuff you're looking for, we can probably get it cheaper at Comic Readers. And then we can go to Walmart, but the tough we want to get there is probably cheaper at Toys R Us. <laughs> Damn. And then we were in Walmart trying to find the thing, and and it was it got to the point where it was just mom trying to get her stuff, the gifts that she's getting for people. And one of them is her goddaughter. She wanted to get her Pokemon shirt because the god goddaughter likes Pokemon now. Yeah. And so, but she specifically wanted to get her like one that is darker because she likes darker colors, and one that's a long sleeve because she has a lot of short sleeve shirts. Yeah. 
And so we go to Walmart and they don't have any of that. And we also, they also don't have the wrong size. It's, it's a bright shirt but short sleeve and it's the wrong size. And so my mom's looking and she's like, oh, okay, well, or, or Tara, you could go to Walmart in the South or we could get her this one or we could get her this one. And should we get her sister one? And well, I don't know her sister's size. Maybe she's this size. Maybe, oh, maybe she's this size. And, ah, I don't like, okay, mom, it's, <laughs> you have to make a decision. Decisions are hard. Decisions are hard. Yeah. Delegate that. I, I made the mistake of not getting, because she also, like, the, the, the girl also asked for a card binder for Pokemon cards. And I found a really nice one at Comic Readers. But I was, Mom said, don't get anything yet, because we're going to go out on Friday. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And then on Wednesday, I stopped in there, and the binder was gone. <laughs> and it was the only one they could get. Damn it. So I said, Mom, I don't blame you. But I think we've learned a life lesson, which is if you see something that someone would like and there's only one of it, you should just get it. Just get the thing. Yeah. Get the thing. I learned that the hard way many a time. That's why I get everything. And that's also why I'm broke. That's That's why I gave myself a budget for this year. Yeah. My budget is zero. You're not getting anything for me. I need to pay That's bills. what you think. Shit. <laughs> you, yeah. You want my metal frosted flakes? Yes. Yeah. No, I want Morgan. Give me the cat. What, Morgan? The cat? Oh, Morgana. Oh, right. I thought you were like, are we back on cat? For one, the cat in Dark Saucers <laughs> is Felicia. <laughs> Come on now. No, I changed my mind. I want Steve. No. Give me Steve. No. All you sons of bitches the want rent, fucking Steve. The rent You're not is getting Steve. Steve. The rent is Steve. No. I will live on the street before I give up Steve. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. You might have to eat Steve to survive. No. <laughs> I will stick to my tasty, uh, delicious graham crackers. I survived on all day. Graham crackers are good. Graham crackers, uh, don't get the no-name ones. Oh. The no-name ones are terrible. They don't taste good. You have to get the true-name ones. You have to get the honey-made ones. Those ones, the ones with the blue box, those are the good ones. Grab those crackers and say, I know your true name. Now you must submit to me. I know what you did. What else have you got? Will you watch anything? Did I? Uh, I saw the Batwoman mid-season finale. That was a lot. How was that a lot? Sad. Spoilers? Spoiler warning? Death. You want to just give a spoiler warning and tell us? The, um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a spoiler warning for the whole first chunk of the first season of Batwoman. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah, here so, we go. Um, like that? Spoilers? Here. So, so Kate's... Stepmother Catherine. Yes. That's not confusing. States, Kate's stepmother Catherine, when Kate's twin sister Beth originally went missing and they were doing the whole search and Kate and her father were killing themselves trying to find Beth, Catherine faked like DNA findings and faked finding skull fragments of a young girl in order to get them to stop looking because she was worried for their own like mental health. And of course, since they stopped looking, they never found Beth, and then Beth became the deranged serial killer, Alice, and is now terrorizing Gotham. And 
Kate is refusing to forgive Catherine, but her stepsister, Mary, who's Catherine's biological daughter, she is like also really mad at Catherine, but she's also working on forgiving her. And she's saying, why can't you forgive Catherine, but you keep giving Alice so much leeway and Alice is a literal serial killer. And Kate's like, it's different because we're family. And Mary's like, but we're also family. Like, just because we're not blood relatives doesn't mean we're not family. Uh, and then later at a gala, Mary and Catherine are poisoned and Alice only has one dose of the antidote. And so she gives it to, so Catherine makes Mary take the antidote and Catherine dies of like bleeding out all over Mary's lap. And then Mary confronts Kate and is like, you had so many chances to stop Alice and you didn't because you thought you could save her and now my mom's dead. So fuck you. Understandable. That's a that's an understandable reaction. And now now Kate has gone to, I'm going to try and be the best bat person that I can to not only save my sister, but also uphold Bruce's legacy because Bruce has disappeared. But also I am going to save my sister. And now Kate is like, I'm going to fucking kill Alice. Beth is dead. Okay. All right. But, but also it's like, hold that thought because the multiverse is ending next week. Put your family squabble away for a minute because that shit right there the earth is about to be deep fried uh christopher reeve is being resurrected as we speak i no don't do not interact <laughs> we already have three superman we don't need any more no but we need the superman yeah we've got him Random him out We got Mike Smallville. I forgot the actor's name. John C. W. Smallville. Now C. W. Right? Yeah. Well, it, it, like the first two seasons were on WB, and then it turned into the CW. Okay. Tom Welling. Somebody save yeah. me! <laughs> does Does he just wear like the t-shirt jeans combo? Or does he have like an actual suit? He's got No, he has he has an actual Superman suit. Oh. Cause I always picture uh Smallville Superman is just like just t shirt jeans. That's it. No shoes. Barefoot. Okay. Yeah. No head either. You really like Superman feet? Yeah. Yeah, really into it. Do you know Amy Adams was on Smallville? What? She had a guest star on Smallville and she was a guest star on Buffy. What? Yeah. We got slippers. Oh, slippers. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, Next. It. That's it? Next! Hey, Lindsay, what's up? Uh, so my boss gave me a poinsettia. Cool. What? Yeah. Don't give it to animals. I know. Give it to the animals. No. Do it. No. Animals no. love eating poinsettias and dying. Yeah, that's why I know. Yeah. No. Let's see what happens. What if it gets stronger? No. What if it's immune? No. <laughs> Amy it Adams is on an episode of That, that 70s Show. What? 
Here are the TV shows that Amy Adams has been on. That 70s show, Charmed, Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane, <laughs> Providence, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Smallville, The West Wing, King of the Hill, Dr. Vegas, The Office, Saturday Night Live, and Sharp Objects. Okay. That's four separate WB shows in there. Christ. Is that a deal? Hey, you gotta start somewhere. So, anyway, I've been giving up given a poinsettia by my boss and then one of the city councilors came and gave us a whole bunch of chocolates from Poland and yeah, they're good. And then you got them mixed up and you ate the poinsettia and put the chocolates in your hair. What is I don't with know. you today? I don't know. Anyway, I'm just hoping not to kill that plant and... Make it into the strongest poinsettia ever. Feed it the chocolates. Yes. Then it will grow chocolates. You guys need to go outside. <laughs> no, no, it's like it's like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, but yeah. it's the Christmas sequel. Shop, shop. Audrey Three. It's a poinsettia. It's a <laughs> spill toss. I'm dreaming of a green Christmas. That's so, a good name. <laughs> so anyway, the other things that have happened at work is. Um, I surreptitiously play Pokemon Go. Oh? Yeah. Uh, not on the work phone, just on my regular phone, because I have yet to give Ryan my work phone number. Because they also will track you. Yeah. Track you! And um, there's the event going on for Pokemon that require like special items to evolve or have weird evolutionary stuff in game. And I managed to get... Um... I managed to get all the different types of Burmese. I managed to get a Wormadam and a Mothim. Yay! Yeah. Yay! And of the Unova Pokemon, I managed to get all three of the starters now. Woo! Sweet. Amy Adams was in Cruel Intentions too. Woo! The direct-to-DVD sequel. She played Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. She was also in Psycho Beach Party, based on the off-Broadway play of the same name. Off-Broadway? Yeah. Man, they'll make anything at Broadway. I mean, they let Andrew Lloyd Webber create a, a, a musical about trains. <laughs> Support Cat so we can get the Starlight Express live action musical. No! Yes! No! Do it! Is this, is this some weird, like, Thomas the Tank Engine? Literally, sit? yes. What? <laughs> he wanted to make a Thomas the Tank Engine musical, but he didn't get the rights. So instead, he combined an idea he had for a Little Engine that could musical and a Cinderella musical, and he just slammed it together and put it on roller skates. He's a madman. What? what? I, I hate art. We should stop <laughs> art. We should destroy creativity. <laughs> he, he also, and of course, he also did the sequel to Phantom of the Opera, which we all know is called My Favorite Murder. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Do not stop the recording. Get your hand away from that trackpad. I just wanted to flag that for, uh, for possible title purposes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's that's based off a true story. Um, sometimes when Karen and George are on their live shows, they always explain that it's a true crime comedy podcast, and some people were dragged along without being told that. And there, at so- sometimes people just walk in without realizing that. And so at one show, they had two women who thought it was the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. Like they saw My Fair Murder on the Dock and like, oh yes, that's the, that's the Phantom sequel. And then there was another time they thought it was a murder mystery dinner theater. <laughs> oh, that's, that would be awesome though. But with no dinner or, or theater and it's just two people talking on stage. To be fair, spoken, one... Spoken is... word. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, Karen is a professional comedian, so... This is true. Like we went to Just for Laughs and they provided like actual meals. Oh. Except overpriced popcorn. Yeah. Remember when Amy Adams played Amelia Earhart and also his her reincarnation, maybe? Was that a Night of Night of the Museum? Night Museum too? Yes, Battle of the Smithsonian. Those movies were okay. Yeah. I haven't seen the third one yet. And I, I think it's because Rebel Wilson's in it. Yeah. Also named Charles Payton. The second one has the Jonas Brothers as Cupids. She died, right? Amelia Earhart? Yeah. Yes. I mean, like... But then she got reincarnated as Tess. I mean, like, when she's leaving, because she has to fly back to D.C. She flies back to D.C., and Ben Stiller's like, but the sun will come up. And she's like, no, it won't, because of the power of love and dreams and hearts. And he's like, yeah, fucking whatever. That's And and then she flies off into the sunrise, and he sees the whole plane just turn into dust. But it's, like, romantic. And he's like, ah, Godspeed, you dumb broad. And then he turns back around, and, like with the museum patrons the next day and he bumps into Amy Adams and he's like are you related to Amelia Earhart? And she's like no my name's Tess. I'm like sweet reincarnated girlfriend. Yeah that's how that works. Yeah. I died and got reincarnated as Amelia Earhart. And that was originally a wax statue. The the light novel. Now a 13 episode anime. (sighs) Cancel it. Nah they already made it. Fuck. I died (laughs) I died and got reincarnated as a podcast. The visual novel. The podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That one can't be the title because I already tweeted that. Fuck! (laughs) How did you do this? That's a preview then. (laughs) So are you watching anything recently, Lindsay? Why are you looking at me like that? What have you done this week? <laughs> what did you do, Lindsay? What did you do? What did you do? What have you done? Work! Okay. Okay, alright. I have a 9 to 5! Which means I barely have a social life. <laughs> I kind of have a 9 to 5 now. Yay! The hardware position mostly stabilizes my schedule. Yay! Except I still have my overnight shift. Okay. Even that one might be, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen there, because apparently the hardware order is done on Wednesdays, and one of my managers was like, when you come in on Wednesday, you're going to have to do the hardware order, and I'm like, no, no, when I come in on Wednesday, it'll be at 8.30pm, and I'm going to be putting up signs, because you told me that I'll be doing the sign shift as long as I'm here, because I'm the only person willing to work 8.30pm to 4.30am, and he goes, oh. So either they'll be changing the day hardware is ordered, or they will be taking me off of the sign shift. 
Either way, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I am boring. I do, like I usually do every week. I lurk on forums about alternate history and write shit down. Because I'm What's the weird. weirdest alternate history forum you found? Um... Actually, nothing too outlandish, but whenever they get into alternate histories involving, like, um, various fictional properties, like, okay, what if we actually did the Terminator universe? Oh, like, what, what if Terminator happened for real? Yeah. For real, we what would happen? It gets re- real weird. You see, that's what I'm fascinated with. Not like, oh, what if this person lived and this person died, blah, 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 or what if they did this or this or that? No, like, what if, what if fucking Terminator happened? What would actually happen? What would go down? Time travel hurts my brain, so no, I don't want to think about it. I like how you're tired. There's an alternate history, like a famous alternate timeline, um, that ha- good enough to get it to Utro's page called "Dirty Laundry," and it's about what ha- would have happened if the song "Dirty Laundry" was never written. What would happen? I don't know. Society um, would crumble. I feel like society would crumble. Yeah. Let me find the. I'm, there's definitely going to be a for want of a nail section. Um, why? Why is it all spoiled? This it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't find anything specific. Yeah. I do know that there's one famous timeline called that lackey redhead. Yes, which is. The breaking point is uh, Lucille Ball. She doesn't. Let, let me read the. Okay, this page sums it up pretty good. Okay. Uh, so in real life, Lucille Ball told Baba Wawa that <laughs> Barbara Walters that Carol Lombard came to her while she was deciding whether or not to do I Love Lucy, and she said to give it a whirl. That's what she did. Then she came to Lucy when she was deciding whether or not to sell Daisy Lou, and she told her that she was done being a star. It was time to start making stars. Uh, da, da, da. So basically, alternate history is that Lucille does not sell the Daisy Lou television studio. Okay. Uh, like Carol Lombard visits her in the dreams and says <laughs> to, to keep it. Hollywood stars are weird, Ryan. Yeah, I think I know that. <sighs> Um, and I think one of the biggest differences is that it changes one of the presidents because, hang on. I mean, Ronald Nixon, Nixon, Nixon doesn't become president. He was the actor, right? No, Ronald Reagan. Okay. Reagan doesn't become president because Laffin gets screwed by the network. And so he never appears on it and he doesn't get an attraction to become president. Well, I mean, he was governor of California for, like, what, 10 years beforehand? Yeah. For a long time. But even then, he still had, like, some name recognition. Yeah. Because of... Because of his acting career. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the funnier jokes in uh, Back to the Future. Where he's like, yeah, Ronald Reagan's president. He's like, nah, that guy, that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fun fact, Ronald Reagan was always a B actor. Yeah, he was never really that good. No. Uh, he was the worst president. Oh. Yeah, oh. So, I'm just looking on Twitter, and I just saw that uh, trending in Canada is just Boston cream. And there's this whole discussion going on of what the best donut is. Hmm. So, 
I mean, I like a Boston cream, but so, like. So it depends. It yeah. depends on which kind of Boston cream are we talking about. Are we talking about the custard inside or the whipped cream? I think a proper Boston cream has to have the cream. Like the. It was Nixon. It was, it was Nixon? It was Nixon who appeared on Laugh In. Oh, yeah, because. Okay, Something now I just remembered. I now just remembered why. Because. Why that's right. Because it actually happened. In real life. Yes. But I just remembered where I remember that from because I got my wires crossed. That I remember the, the dude who first won, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, answered that question. It was like Nixon appeared on Laughing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Suck it to me? Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. And then that one blonde girl just gets smacked in the face with pies and water and shit. Oh, my God. Laughing was funny. It's also really funny because it's also the biggest, like, flex I've ever seen on live television. Where the guy literally uses his lifeline to call his dad and be like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna win. <laughs> I'm gonna win a million dollars. It's Nixon. <laughs> it's like, wow, what a fucking G. <laughs> Here's some other stuff that happens in the Wacky Redhead timeline. Um, because she's a full-time studio head, Lucy drops out of yours, mine, and ours. Um, because no one can find a replacement actress, the film is scrapped together altogether. But because of this film not existing, um, Sherwood Schwartz is not able to capitalize on its success, and the Brady Bunch is never made. Oh. And because uh, bec that's not the only show that's be butterfly away doing to changes due to, to a movie. Uh, in this timeline, Mash is a box office failure, so Mash the show is never made. No. No. Um, I now don't like this timeline. On the on the flip side, uh, Desi Lu gets the rights to broadcast Doctor Who in the states, and also gets syndication rights, uh, which means the entire backlog, which means the lost episode fiasco is averted because the BBC doesn't get a chance to record over all of the tapes for Doctor <laughs> Who. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, um, finding those lost episodes has been quite the Indiana Jones style adventure. Um, so one of the, uh, timelines that I've been reading on alternatehistory.net that I've been waiting for a while for it to update because the last update was back in November and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. It's called, um, The Last Hanoverian and it's about the reign of, the alternate history reign of Charlotte, the daughter of George IV, who was Prince Regent of England during like the late 1700s early 1800s you know the whole regency thing jane austen time basically um so he had a daughter charlotte she was supposed to inherit the throne she was married she was pregnant and then her doctor fucking botched the delivery no. she and the baby uh, died no and we got victoria uh he was gonna put up that that <laughs> jay that jimmy <laughs> And he airballs it. Yeah. And the, and the baby hit the ground. <laughs> Be because of some more butterflies, Ralph Bakshi makes, gets to make a proper animated Lord of the Ring Rings trilogy. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah? Like, those animated Lord of the Rings movies are actually kind of neat. Because <laughs> I still love that one gif of, like, a Gan... Uh, no, not Ganondorf. Gandalf? Gandalf. In, like, the doorway... As the fucking, like, orcs are shooting arrows in there, he's just, he's just fucking juking and jiving. <laughs> Every time I see it, I just, I just put in the tags, 
DDoS 2. <laughs> so, I can fucking kill that opper. I swear to God. So, one of the... One of my favorite things about this uh, Caroline surviving, or Charlotte surviving uh, timeline is that the Duchess of Kent, who was a fucking awful mother, uh, gets screwed over constantly, and it is delicious. The Duchess of Kent was Victoria's mother, and she was an awful person. Um, she also had an advisor by the name of John Conroy, awful, awful man who was also a fucking gold digger. So he ends up being found to be embezzling her funds and using her for nefarious purposes and uh he gets sent to australia and it's hinted at that he's gonna become a fucking pirate (laughs) (laughs) so that's fun and charlotte is like a jane austen heroine she is like elizabeth bennett if elizabeth was a princess i don't know these words i don't read (laughs) I, as soon as my book collection gets here, I am giving you Pride and Prejudice. Sorry, I'm going to be busy that week. <laughs> read, read Sense and Sensibility. Actually, no, read Persuasion. Yeah. Well, and then persuasion. read... <laughs> you should read Persuasion. Also, you should... Pro- no, 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 read Sense and Sensibility. Because the first half of it is just two sisters sniping at each other. Sick. And then if you're able to keep up the, the momentum, then when it gets into the romance drama, you're already hooked. Alright. And there is a really... I still gotta read Ty's books beforehand. I gotta do that first. They're not that long! Why is it taking you so... Halo. <laughs> okay, so Ryan's entire week can be summed up by Halo. Halo. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the fucking fight. No. No, I'm actually at the start of the fight. <laughs> No, not even that. I'm in the middle of the fight. <laughs> this is like the year that co- that COD came out. The grad year that COD came out and all the girls were like, Hey, boyfriend, do you want to come over? Parents are at home. <laughs> COD. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they were busy with the boys. Getting the kill streaks on. Oh, is that what they called it back then? What if everyone in our graduating class was gay and they were just hiding it by playing COD? (laughs) What if everyone in our graduating class was playing COD and they were just hiding it by being gay? (laughs) (laughs) Knowing our grad class, quite a few were like that. Oh, yeah. Our... School full of gay? Yeah, we were a school full of gay. But everyone was in choir, and choir was at the same time as the Gay Straight Alliance, so that's why the Gay Straight Alliance only had like four people. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's only so much time in the day. There's only, only, only so much time in a gay. And when we run out, we have to regenerate. You have to go into Odin's sleep? No, it's like a Time Lord. We glow real bright, and then we explode, <laughs> and then and then we all turn into Jody Whittaker. At the same time, it's like VR chat, just all the same characters <laughs> running around. Jody Whittaker defeating the Daleks by T posing. You know, I was thinking about this today. Start of last year, 
We were trying to find the way. Got it, Knuckles. Oh, fuck, yeah. And then this year, we found the way. We did find the way. This is the way. Fuck. With Mando. There's a new episode out. I'm going to watch it later. Away, away. That's a Lin-Manuel Miranda. Da-da-da-da. Anyways, my week was more or less... I play, I've been playing a lot of Halo. I forgot how much ha- fun I have with Halo. Oh my god, I missed it. Oh my god, I missed having fun. There's <laughs> <laughs> so many games I play, it, for some reason it feels like chore. But it doesn't feel like a chore with Halo. I just like sit down like, yeah, yeah fun. Yeah. Yeah, that grunt said a funny thing. <laughs> that grunt called me a bitch, so I killed him. Ryan, you can't let the grunts bully you. No, I bully them so hard by shooting them in the face. But the, but the Covenant bullies them so hard, too, and they're so... I want to say cute. They're almost they're, there. They're almost there. I mean, like, a very animated grunt. Like, uh, not the weirdly hyper-realistic ones they have in, like, Halo 5. Like, I mean, like, just... If it was just, like, a cartoon... It would be very cute. No, I've been pl- uh, playing uh, some uh, co-op with uh, Raul. Uh, we've been just kind of going through uh, the, the the campaign of Halo. Because you know, that's like one of the very, 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 very few games. Unless you have uh, co-op in your campaign. Ugh. And it's just, oh, oh, it's so nice. It's nice having fun again. I suck with snipers. It, it's been a. It's also been a minute since I like last used a Xbox controller, and I'm kind of glad I did get that Xbox One controller. Like just sync it up to my PC. Boom, we're good. All good, man. It's been a good time. And the game itself is like ported really well. Like it's only 15 gigs to, to download the thing. I was like, whoa. Most games nowadays are, like, half your disk drive. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I've just had a ton of fun. Uh, other than that, oh. Yeah, we're going to see Knives Out later. Yes. Uh, Mando later. Uh, oh, oh, Tomorrow's well, guess... the season finale of Power Rangers Beast Morphers. Beast Morphers. Beef Morphers. Beef Morphers. Beef. Did I haven't? T- I didn't. Don't think I talked about Power Rangers the last one. The no. last few episodes have been like. <clears throat> you want spoilers for Power Rangers? Now? Yeah, spoilers for Power Rangers. Spoilers for Power Rangers. So in the past few episodes, um, they introduced a new general, and then after a few episodes, he was immediately betrayed by Blaze and Roxy. Who are the gay icons for our generation? Amazing. <laughs> um, and then they enacted a plan that like made everyone forget that Blaze and Roxy turned evil and made everyone think that they became the Rangers like they were supposed to. And so the real Rangers forgot that they were Rangers. Uh oh. And then, but of course, Steel didn't forget because he's a robot. <laughs> and so it's him trying to like show Devin like proof that he was a Power Ranger before, and then get like stop Blaze and Roxy. From taking advantage of this, but meanwhile, Steel is also desperately trying to protect his potted plant because if he can take care of it for one day, then Nate will get him a puppy. Yeah. Puppy. But in puppy. The, 
in the penultimate episode. Who was that? Ooh, was that the work phone? Yeah, that was the work phone. The mysterious work phone. We need to come in. You have a history emergency. Anyways, we need to recruit you for the Bone Kickers, Lindsay. No. <laughs> this is Meg Wild. Fuck Meg Wild. <laughs> I feel like there's something I'm missing. Here. Anyways, in the penultimate episode, Blaze and Blaze and Roxy enact a plan. To so while the Rangers were brainwashed, they got a hold of three like. Did you say brainwashed? They were brainwashed. Blaze washed. They were blaze washed, and Blaze and Roxy stole three like transponders that like could teleport huge things over huge distances. Cool. These are the things that sent the two of them to the data dimension. Yeah. So they're going to use this to teleport an entire tower full of morphine grid energy to their base so that they can build Evox a, a, a physical body and then they can just full-scale invade our world. Sick. And the Rangers are trying to fight back by, like, trying to get... just They just have to get one of their transponders out of there. And they're all running around trying to get them. But meanwhile, while, also while they're brainwashed, Roxy, like, deactivated the life support on her real self, <laughs> like, pod, because she and Blaze are, like, evil avatars. Yeah. And so some like they'll be like talking and they'll do like a static yeah, and so if Ravi who was dating Roxy if he kills the evil Roxy then the good Roxy will wake up, and so he has to make the choice does he pursue them to keep them from getting a hold of the transponder or does he fight evil Roxy and he makes the choice to fight evil Roxy and this is a fucking knockout dragout brawl they're going ham it's all original footage. He crushes, like, he throws a bold boulder at her to okay. knock her on her back. And when she tries to get away, he lunges at her, and he rips her morpher off her wrist Whoa. and crushes it with Whoa. his gorilla strength. And then he blasts her so hard that she dies screaming. Oh! oh. This is a children's TV show. <laughs> and Power Rangers is back! Meanwhile, the comic relief duo, who are the best comic relief duo since Bulk and Skull? I was about to say, it's like, better than Bulk and Skull? No, I don't know if they're better, but they're, like, they're certainly they're up, up there. there. They're, they're, all the other attempts at comedy duos have kind of fallen short, but these two, they kind of just let them be their own thing, and in that way, they're able to reach the same heights as Bulk and Skull. Yeah. And they're doing, like, fucking ninja shit with the groceries as... One's, like, driving a cart with the other one, and she's there with groceries and the transporter, and she's, like, slamming sausages and baguettes into the faces of the henchmen. <laughs> and then, but the bad guys are able to get the transponder, and Devin and Blaze are fighting over it, and Blaze knocks out Devin and hits him so hard that the visor shatters, and oh. then he demorphs. And then this no. is when Devin's dad, the mayor, sees Devin, and he's been on his case all season, like, you don't have a job, you don't do anything, and you're never around when there's danger to help people, and Devin can't tell him that he's a Power Ranger. I've been here the whole time. And then Devin's dad sees Devin, like, like the Red Ranger demorphs, like, oh shit, my son's a Power Ranger, and then Devin gets teleported to the Data Dimension with the tower. Oh, shit. And then the episode ends with everyone being like, well, fuck, we gotta rescue Devin. Next week! <laughs> First, we gotta go go back to high school. <laughs> you know, there was something fundamentally I thought was weird about the original Power Rangers and Bulk and Skull. Why are they making fun of, like, the Kung Fu people? Because... 
Because they're bullies. They start out as bullies. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. But what, why? Why is that the target of the most fit people who could kick your ass? Because they're jealous. <laughs> because as they develop, you see that they, like, idolize the rangers. Yeah. And so they're jealous of the rangers in real life who they don't know are the rangers. Yeah. And then eventually they learn to be better people and they just want to do good. Okay. But unfortunately they do join the police. Also they become monkeys. <laughs> and I think there was a period of time where they were invisible. And it's because they were filming a Vulcan Skull spinoff that never got off the ground. There was a Mexican Elvis impersonator named Elvez. Elvez. <laughs> and they were going to run a hotel. But it never worked. Elvis Presley? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but the spinoff failed, so Bulk and Skull came back. Remember? Uh, which one was the tall one? That was Skull? That was Skull. Remember how he overslept and didn't get to go to space? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he came back, right? He. I don't think we saw him again until the Samurai finale. Yeah. Because also, the actor didn't want it. Both came back for Samurai, but the Skull didn't, and so they introduced his nephew, Spike. Spike. And then Skull showed up in the very last episode. It's like, I'm a millionaire now. Amazing. Professor Phenomenus never came back from space, so either he's still in space or he died, or both. Now he's a space god. Now he's Galactus. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He became a Galacta buddy. Yeah. Uh, now I'm now my week's now coming back into my mind. Uh, we had D and D. We oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tanner, what are your thoughts on jam? I will die for this jam. <laughs> I've only had this jam for one hour, but if anything happened to it, I'll kill everyone in this room and then myself. It's worth four gold a barrel. We're fucking selling this. Oh my god. I can't believe I just broke the economy. Economy. It's an economy. <laughs> you guys are going to sell that shit at like a markup of 500%. <laughs> oh yeah. No. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I have a way of getting around this, though. Kitty Cat has debts to pay. I, 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 <laughs> specify how much you owe <laughs> no like i think i'm just going to keep raising it every now and then it's like yeah you owe like a thousand gold or something this guy's got interest <laughs> you got pay up <laughs> no we had D in which uh i thought it like the part that was the session would only take about you know 15 maybe 20 minutes tops nah that was three hours <laughs> I was impressed. <laughs> because for, first you introduced Jam. Yeah. Then I rolled bet on my intelligence check, which made me obsessed with the Jam. Yes. <laughs> then, on and, brand. and then when we could have just pieced out, I almost died. Yeah. Because I was paranoid that the demon was going to steal my Jam. No, it, I can already tell you this. Uh, the, the Nothic would have just, like, ate you and then left the Jam. But I'm a worthy sacrifice, and I'm proud to be a lizard man. But at least I have some jam. <laughs> but there's hey, a, a the uh, our bard managed to. Yes, Kyle finally got to bust out the wings. <laughs> Fun fact: Jessica will now exclusively refer to him as Birdman. Birdman. Skeleton man, skeleton man. 
So um, our bard is an Aladrin? Uh, Asimar. 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 Aladrin are half Aladdin. elf, half fairy. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, anyway, the bard is big, sparkly, has wings sometimes. He's not that big. He's a twink of a bard. Okay. Yeah, he's about, he's about Tanner size. Okay. <laughs> I'm a twink? Yeah. How? I don't know. Have you ever met a twink? No. Yes, you have. You know Chris. <laughs> Listen, I don't know your terminology. All of it's useless for me. <laughs> you know this to be true. <laughs> Such a feeling. It's, 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 it's an <laughs> axis dependent on the amount of body hair and body fat. <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> what did you say you were again? An otter or something? I'm an otter. Okay. Because I'm not fit enough to be a wolf. But I'm not big enough to be a bear. Oh my god. <laughs> Furries! The lot of you! <laughs> Basically. So... <laughs> if someone is short and has no body hair, does that make them a naked mole rat? No, they'd probably be a twink too. Okay. Oh, that's not as fun. <laughs> or degrading. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what a lot of gay culture is, degrading, but in a fun way. <laughs> it, it's it, it's like it's just ribbing. It's just ribbing each other. Yeah. It's, and then you're like, for real though? <laughs> Unless it's, it's ribbing. It's ribbing until you like. Actually, guys, this is being really bad on my self-esteem. And then all the ones who haven't had the moment of self-realization, like, well, whatever, fag. Let's go appropriate black culture. How about no? Maybe uh, stay in the lane. I did once see a really good shirt that said white women acting like gay men acting like black women. I think I've seen that too. Uh, um, also, we got interrupted by dad. Yes, we did. <laughs> I think, was that before? It was before. Yeah. Before, yeah. Because it was were... just you talking to him. If it was yeah. in the middle, it would have been an entire group chat. Hi, Mr. Lindsay and Ryan's dad. Uh, no, you guys, uh, <laughs> it took you so long to just get to the goddamn room. Okay, but the funny... No, it was all hilarious. I'm glad it happened. The funniest part is that the person you were chasing got away. Yeah, he ran off. Because you pointed out we took too long on planning. And so I, man I decided to justify in character because of the jam. That Jessica just decided to run in because I knew I could sense that Austin, between Austin and Paige and Kyle and Lindsay, <laughs> the four of you and probably a bit of Bum too, who would be <laughs> would be trying to figure out the best course of action both in and out of game. So I was like, we don't have time for this, and I work early tomorrow. Ah, for the jam! <laughs> I was so happy when that happened because I was like, oh, thank God we can move. We can move up a little bit. Y'all just need to go like about 16 feet. That's it. <laughs> then you just trigger the encounter. So like once you got into that room and we're just like talking about jams, like, all right, timer go. Yeah, this one, if, if, they, if they don't get to get to the room about 10 minutes, then he's gone. If they don't get there in, like, 30, uh, he has left the building. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't go that far. 
Uh, but yeah, you guys, also, not only did Kyle, uh, uh, get his wings and fly, uh, he also impaled the Nothic on a stalagmite? <laughs> Stalactite. Tight. Because they hang tight to the ceiling. Yeah. Well, this one was kind of to the side. Stalag side. <laughs> yeah. Still, still, that, that That thing, was fucking sick. Yeah. It was like... Giant bolts of lightning and then yeah, yeah, launched him into the fucking spike and impaled him on the wall like Dante from Devil May Cry. It happens to him every game. Yeah. Uh. Uh. We also like got a house. Yeah, you guys own a house. You're homeowners now. Yeah. Uh, you gotta pay tax on. Oh, and D and D. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you guys were making an announcement. Nah. Oh, I wish. Oh my. God. Well, we'll get a new place soon. Okay. I wanna be a homeowner. I wanna own a home. I wanna be a homeowner. Pokemon at best. Uh. Oh, now I remember something. Last week I watched uh, Attack of the Clones with friends. Yes. Uh, I've got some thoughts. Since I don't, I think you two are just gonna do your episode two. I also have some thoughts side. from Attack of the Clones. My number one thought: Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> of course. Get that boy. Well, why does your Anakin voice sound like he's from New Zealand? I don't know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> what? Well, I'm here auditioning for the role of Red Ranger. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I watched it with a bunch of friends. And that is the actual best possible way you can watch that movie because if you watch it by yourself, you will look at the noose in the corner of your room and say, mm, maybe. Oh, man, we got another hour, and I am an hour and a half in. <laughs> it's so fucking long, and nothing happens. The best scene in the whole movie is when Obi-Wan is talking to, to Dooku, and he's kind of, like, spinning around in the fucking uh, prisoner, like, holding area. Yeah. So Dooku has to keep keep up with him. He, he attached him to the bondage Lazy Susan. <laughs> and just, and like, thank walking God around. Christopher Lee is six foot seven. Yes. Oh. Yeah, but it's just funny, like... Like, you just see Ewan McGregor, like, cock his head back and forth every time because he keeps spinning around and has to, like, keep talking to Dooku. <laughs> it's it's the actual best scene in the whole movie, and it's, like, within the last 30 minutes. <sighs> I guess that opening chase scene is kind of cool. Yeah. You, like, remember when Anakin, like, jumped off the speeder? <laughs> Uh, and he fell, like, God knows how far. <laughs> A couple hundred stories? Yeah. It's real high up. Yeah. Some of the banter between Anakin and Obi-Wan is, like, that's okay. But how much of that was Ewan McGregor being a good actor? I think Ewan McGregor carries this whole fucking <laughs> prequel trilogy. He, uh, he deserved an Oscar for that <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah. Here's your Oscar for putting up with George Lucas's dialogue. <laughs> you were the shining star. <laughs> you deserve this one. 
Me and you and McGregor too. Yeah. You and me and you and McGregor too. And, and a dog named Boo. And Dupree. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um. Even like like they went really hard on the CG and like so many of the scenes look fucking fake as shit. Mm. Like it just doesn't hold up as well as like not. Phantom Menace looks better than the fucking second movie. Okay. It it does. Just go back and mainly because Phantom Menace had at least to me it looked like it had a lot more practical effects going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more like it's it just looks better. It holds up better than uh, Attack of the Clones in the hard like CG nightmare place. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we were talking about it, and it's almost like George Lucas realized he had new tools. New, new toys, new toys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make fucking Coruscant and Alderaan and Naboo look amazing. Uh, and it, the, you know what the best looking part of Naboo is? Is when they go to that villa place. Because I think they. Because that's a that's shot on location. Yeah, that was actually filmed in I want to say Lake Como in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And it's like, oh man, that's this is the best looking place in one of the worst parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's go frolic in the fields, and Anakin gets rolled over by this weird monster. Alien. And he talks about how he doesn't like sand. He hates sand. <laughs> and throughout the movie, we're fucking going off. We're joking through this thing. We made Anakin an e boy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he is begging Padme for feet pics, queen. Ugh. And Jar Jar is, like, the most evil, racist, homophobic person in the entire, uh, Senate. Like, it's... It's just... Oh, we had him supporting the Alabama abortion ban. Oh, it was bad. Oh, we we went off. He is evil. He is terrible. We made him awful. It was great. Fuck Jar Jar. He's so none of his lines are funny. None of them. His his actor deserved better. Oh God, it shouldn't have even been there. Yeah, it shouldn't have been there. I'm looking forward to watching episode three now. Okay. I like episode three a lot, like a lot. Like it, like in the in the tier list of Star Wars, like S tiers Empire, and then uh, uh, A tiers like uh, Rogue One and uh, what? Oh, I had another one up there. Last Jedi. No, there's I had, only eight I, movies. I, I only had a B tier. Okay, oh, Last Jedi has a B. It's okay. It doesn't hold up as better as I thought. I like Last Jedi for what it stands for, but it could have used some pacing adjustments. Yeah. Actually, I think, going into the last movie, I feel my big criticism of the sequel trilogy is that it doesn't feel like the main trio got chances to hang out together between movies. Like, think about this. uh, Poe and Rey didn't even meet each other until the end of the second movie. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, whereas with... The original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, Anakin and Padme and Obi Wan, and then Luke and Han and Leia—they're all friends. They all know each other, yeah. and and there's plenty of time for them to have little adventures between. 
Yeah, and there's there's really not a lot of that going on in the the sequel trilogy. Sadly, because I, I wish we got more of that. I think we are going to get a little bit more of that in the third movie. But it's almost too late. It's almost a little too late. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I just feel like some part, like the first, the episode seven, definitely plays it a little safe. Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of like I had a lot of movies in the B tier. It's like episode episode six seven last last jedi solo because actually that was better than i thought uh episode three the ones i had that like c and d were like c was uh phantom menace and d was uh clone Wolf, uh attack of the clones because i'm like oh, attack of the clones is just the worst <laughs> it's terrible yeah, oh, it just looks awful. The the be- my favorite parts are when I see that Jedi fight, and I saw Kid Fisto, and I was like, "Yeah, there's Kid Fisto. He's the best. <laughs> he rules." Yeah. So I think we can talk about our how to redo episode two like a off, off off air, but like. Um, on the way to the club for the Christmas party, we were talking about like the one. Uh, fan thing where it's like, what if Luke and Leia were switched? Where Luke was on uh, Luke, the, what? Yeah, Luke was the prince. Was, was the prince, and Leia was raised on, on Tatooine. And then you brought up what like, if? What if we what if we went a little farther? What if we also swapped Yoda and Mace Windu? <laughs> <laughs> what if Mace Windu survived? Oh and, yeah, like. Like, yeah, he's all jacked up. He's he would like not, all cyborg. He would not be living on Dagobah. No, no, he wouldn't. No, I Like, I I don't, like, I was talking this with her. Yeah, he'd probably I still like, be in Coruscant. I, I, I think he would be kind of just like this wandering uh, he, vagabond, like, just wandering the galaxy mm-hmm. uh, in search, like, like, obviously the Jedi Council and the Jedi failed. So why? He's almost on this mission of reflection and, uh, just why? Why did why did everything happen the way it happened? In this timeline, does that mean that in the Mandalorian, the asset is a baby Mace Windu? It's Mace Windu's baby, <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a baby, but it's got Sam Jackson's face, but it still acts like a baby. But I'll also say motherfucker sometimes. <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, that'd be that'd be hilarious. No, I think in that timeline it's still uh, whatever the fuck Yodas are. <laughs> the Yodas. Give the Yoda species a fucking name. Just do anything. Call them Billies or something. Just so we have a name. They're the Blarts. The Blarts. The Blarts. Uh, the first one was named Paul. Yeah. Because because we it was a crossover of the, the movie Paul Blart Mall Cop and the movie with Seth Rogen Paul about the alien. See, the downside of calling a baby Yoda is that it encourages people who are like, oh, this is actually a secret clone of Yoda that Palpatine made so we can study immortality. And the upside is that calling a baby Yoda means that all the idiots think that we don't know that this is not Yoda, but really we're fully aware that they and Disney are idiots. No, uh, I think we're, 
there, there's probably a good chance I watch episode three tonight, <laughs> like after we watch Mandalorian. Uh, but yeah, I um, like Star Wars, and I'm yeah. looking forward to um, the last movie. Yeah, uh, I hope. Like I, we've said this before, and we're going to say it on this podcast, if they do another trilogy after this. Please, for the love of God, get the hell away from the Skywalker. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. I know, but is it? Yes, it's called the Rise of Skywalker, and they're gonna rise so high that they just like the lawnmower. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs> See you, so, you funky little space samurai. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the Disney execs are like, once this movie is done, okay, we can finally get the fucking fanboys off our fucking backs. No, they don't, because the fanboys make the money. Listen, they they come in droves. Or I know you hate fanboy them, but or maybe it's it more pays. like, hey, maybe they'll stay out of my Twitter mentions now. Oh no, no, they're, they're they have permanent res- residency in there. <laughs> uh, no matter how much you block, they keep coming. So anyway, Tanner, one idea I want to throw past you: um, Padme and Palpatine's rivalry should be. Like Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Okay. I want that political going after each other. <laughs> Throwing a Lin Manuel Miranda yeah. <laughs> song. Yeah. Lin Manuel as Palpatine. Oh. <laughs> Bit of a switch. I, I want to see him play an absolute bastard. Yeah, I think then, he could and, do that. And then he has to fight Dwayne. Dwayne. Rock. No, he's not Windu. Mace Windu is still Samuel Jackson. No, I mean, I mean, like, 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 no, you just have The Rock. <laughs> the Rock is in Star Wars. Would The Rock be a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His sword? You're all going to hell. Goodbye. What, what color would The Rock's sword be? Gray. Black. <laughs> rock. Be a rock he sword. Doesn't, he doesn't have a lights. He has a slug thrower. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So fuck Jedi. <laughs> That's my favorite bit of lore. That like slug throwers just like fuck up Jedi real bad or Sith depending on who you're fighting. Just lightsaber users. It's like oh yeah, I'm just gonna block that. Oh oh, hot molten metal in my face. Oh god, this sucks. I hate everything about this. <sighs> yeah. Let's get into some news. Cool. Uh, y'all, y'all want to talk about that James Bond trailer? It look good. Yeah. I've only ever seen three James Bond movies. I think I'll make it four. I think Have they all been the Daniel Craig ones? No, I saw Die Another Day, Casino Royale, and Spectre. Nope, not Spectre, Skyfall. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh man, you missed out on Spectre. Jeez. That sucks. I wasn't interested in it. And, uh, sorry for dying another day. Yeah. <laughs> that one's bad. I liked it. I mean, I saw it when it came out, so I was Wii. Yeah. You were a Wii? Yeah. Nintendo Wii? Shit, I fucked up. 
So this movie not only has one double O, it's got two double O's. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do the whole James Bond becomes like a legacy name. Yeah. By killing him. Yes. Well, honestly, to get Daniel he Craig. He looks like he's about to die. Daniel I, Craig has said this is my last Bond movie ever yeah. since he did his first Bond movie. I'm, I'm pretty, sure. pretty sure MGM literally like rolled up to his place with a fucking dump truck of cash. <laughs> he's like, I'll consider it. <laughs> then the second one rolls up. <laughs> like, drive a hard bargain. It reminds Give me, me a martini shake instead. <laughs> it reminds me of a story about Isaac Asimov and how his publisher forced him to at least try to finish the Foundation series by give, handing him a check with what he called an obscene amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to play Worf anymore. No, oh, whoa, that's a lot of money. Worf me up. <laughs> and that's how we got Worf on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. That's, that's how he, that's how the guy uh, Stephen Dorff says like how oh. it happened. Like that's what that was his legitimate reaction. Was, like they called him was like, dude, uh, dude, we need you for this. It's like him and uh, oh, who was it? He played Data. You know what? Chris Christopherson. Data. Steve, I want to say there's an S in his name. He was played by Brent Spinner. I was right. There you go. Yeah, it, like, for, for Stevie Dorff, it was just like, they called him like, dude, we need you for Deep Space Nine. We need you for Deep Space Nine. It's like, no, I'm not fucking doing I have to get up at like 5 a.m. every fucking day, spend five hours in the fucking chair, and get wharfed up. I want to get wharfed up anymore. You can't make me. And then he told him like an absurd amount of money. He was like, that's a lot of money. Okay, wharf me up. <laughs> and I'm 100% sure MGM just gave Daniel Craig a number, and he's like... Higher. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we, can go, we can do this all... <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> so, Rami Malek's the bad guy in this one? It, yes. Yeah. And his, he's, the, he's scarred up. He's all scarred up. But he doesn't look that scarred up. Like, he, I didn't realize... It's, it's the Hollywood scarred up, where yeah. it's like, you're, you're, oh, you're deformed. I didn't realize he was, I didn't realize he was scarred up until he had the mask. I was like, oh, I guess that's serving a, a purpose? You look it's fine. Like, I was like, no, I look terrible. It is kind of sketch that there's so many Bond villains have facial deformities. It's a thing. It, it, you ever get braids in your face? What? You ever, you ever have a grenade blow up in your face? Yes. Oh shit! You got you can't blame. No, me. no, I haven't. <laughs> no, but it's just it's it's unfortunate that that's the shorthand for the villain. Yeah, it's kind of been like that since Goldfinger. He's the man, the man <laughs> with a huge dick. <laughs> it's made of gold. <laughs> Wasn't that the one where they said Shirley Bassey sing about it like you're singing about a man's penis? Diamonds are forever. Oh, diamonds are forever! (laughs) (laughs) What about Madonna? Could Madonna sing it? Uh, No, she hasn't got the range. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't you sing it? I haven't. I haven't got the range. (laughs) 
Who do you want to sing the Bond song? New Bond song. Oh. Or line. No. <laughs> It'd kill you. I would I would Candyman going to gullet kill you. Okay. My free. list my list for uh people to sing Bond songs. Lord. Yeah. First and foremost. Lana Del Rey, I think it could do it. Uh, I think she's too too Lana Del Rey. <laughs> there needs to be a bit of Star power, almost. not star power. A no. bit of oomph. Lana, Lana Del yeah. Rey is like this is a song you listen to as you die. Or, Jack White again. Oh no, not necessarily no. because there's other songs you could. Lana Del Rey sings songs that you listen to after you are dead and you're like becoming one with the earth. Okay. Whereas Adele's song is like this is the song you you listen to right before you go out in a blaze of glory a little bit. And I didn't listen to the Sam Smith one. Yeah. yeah, Sam Smith always sounds sad, so... Sad voice to me. And they yeah. need to be able to incorporate just a little bit of the... Billy Ellis. I mean, technically Billy Elliot. Technically Billy Eilish. Missy Elliot. That I could get behind. I would. Yeah. Turner did Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Billy Eilish, her background is in jazz. So, like, she could do a Bond song that sounds like a traditional Bond song. Um, it just, because it just wouldn't probably sound like Bad Guy. Yeah. I'm James Bond. <laughs> oh, who? I kind of think Florence and the Machine yes, could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They, they will be one day. It may not be this yeah. one, but one day. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, Florence Welch has, like, the voice of an angel, so. Mm hmm. Oh. Uh, I was thinking my big two would be Harry Styles. Okay. And, or Rihanna. Yes, Rihanna! Because she's oh put God. out songs that I heard them on the radio and I thought, oh, is this the new Bond song? No, it's just Rihanna. <laughs> because Rihanna is that gangster! Exactly! Like... Paul McCartney's temporary secretary. He already did a song, though. No, do it again. Do it with that one. Get, get, um... Have you heard that song? Never Let Die? No. No? Okay. We I... might have to do, like, Hold after on. the podcast, to Hold on. I, I, at some I... point, I'm... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so what caused you more anger? That? <laughs> or me telling you about how we got slippers? <laughs> Both? Okay. Yeah. That means I'm as powerful as Paul McCartney. Temporary secretary. Temporary secretary. No, ow. <laughs> no, lip balm. Uh, it's so it's so terrible. Oh, oh, I, I just live for it awful. <laughs> so I just need one more bad Bond song that is like legitimately terrible. Nickelback. Was was Die Another Day a bad song? I don't remember. Die Another Day was awful. Was it bad? Oh okay. yeah. I don't and, remember. And that the lyrics one. make no sense. Don't think about the lyrics. <sighs> Look, after this, we shall go through a whole bunch of Bond songs. Yeah. I will show you what's a good Sigmund Bond. Sigmund Freud, song. analyze this. Analyze this. Analyze this. 
going to break the cycle. Uh, I'm going to shake up the system. I'm going to destroy my ego. I'm going to close my body now. I'll think I'll find another way. There's so much more to know. I guess I'll die another, another day. day. It's not my time to go. <laughs> oh, I just love the face Paul McCartney is just giving on this fucking album. It's just like, Ooh. <laughs> it's like he's listening to the song. <laughs> Ooh, I did that. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> mm. Oh, that, that was good. That's, that's what sort of work. drugs were you doing, Paul? Uh, this is a song that killed that killed John. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song that played when John died. I just like got the call. I was like, temporary secretary. John Lennon's dead. Oh. <laughs> um, another person who I think could. Actually, two people who I think could also do Bond songs in the future. Uh, Dua Lipa and yes. uh, Posier. Blur. <laughs> Don't do this. Yeah. No, Liam Gallagher. <laughs> Not Noel, Liam. <laughs> I want the one who's a mess. <laughs> Oasis reunion. Just for Bond. They would fucking murder Christ. each other. Fucking Duolingo. <laughs> I just got this email. It's like, you're like, you made Duo sad. <laughs> <laughs> Free language education for, for the world. We haven't seen you in a while. Oh, get away from me. What are some awful ones that you have done? Awful ones? Awful. Worse Beaver. No. Worse. Drake. <laughs> there we go. Now we're now we're Lil Wayne. No, young money. Just the whole the whole op. Any SoundCloud rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Lil Yachi. <laughs> Who? L- Lil Pump. <laughs> Do they all have Lil in front of their name? Yes, because oh. they're all like nineteen. Lil Nas X. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> with Billy, <coughs> with Billy Ray. With Billy Ray. I'm gonna I'll take, take my, my bond, bond to the old, the double. Oh, I'm gonna ride until I can't no more. This is basically the last one. That's it. Yeah. It's done. No, instead of like they do the normal Bond song, and then there's the the Old Town Road remix featuring Daniel Craig. Yeah. Where he said, what, "What he has one line." No, it's it's the same as the oh, one God. featuring Yogel Kid, except the Yogel Kid's lines are said by Daniel Craig. Oh, oh. Riding on my razor. Riding past the haters. Uh. So yeah, that's Bond. Uh. Ghostbuster sequel. Yeah. So. I was pretty against the Ghostbusters sequel for the longest time because I wanted them to capitalize on the Ghostbusters reboot. But now that I've looked at the plot details, I'm a little bit more interested in it. Okay, so give me give me the details. A family moves into an old house in, I think they said, Ohio. Yeah. And as they do, they discover some like mysterious events going on. And then the kids, one of whom is played by Finn Wolfhard, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they find a whole bunch of Ghostbusters tech in the basement, like 
Ecto-1 and the PAX and the PKE and all that. Uh, and then their science teacher, played by Paul Rudd, who was at New York as a child when the events of the first movie happened, he's like, oh, this is Ghostbusters stuff. And then and then they bust. And also, the, they try to be coy, but their grandfather is definitely one of the Ghostbusters, and it's probably the one who passed away. Oh, okay. Uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah. Then. Unless it's Dan Aykroyd. He's not dead yet. Not dead yet. I, ha- I haven't found him. No. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Aykroyd makes a, an appearance. They'll all, they'll all make an appearance. Yeah. As long as it's not... Like, Dan Aykroyd's was fine in the, the reboot. And the first half of uh, Bill Murray's was fine until he came back. And then he kind of ruined it. No, I don't... Oh, I hated the second time he came back. See, like my, the first time when he's just on the news, that was fine. I was fine with that. But the second time when he comes back and he's like, like with them and hanging out and he's like, uh, doing Bill Murray and like, oh, okay, oh, fucking get out! I don't know. You've overstayed your fucking well. This is not your movie. My problem was that they tried to have their cake and eat it too, and. Both have it be their own thing, but also imply that it was in the same verse as the original movies. We via the cameos. And I wish the cameos were just cameos. Yeah. I'd like it if the ladies got to cameo in this. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, because I think the biggest mark against this was that it feels like... A cash-in? Both a cash-in and like... Like most things. The whole... The reboot put in a lot of hard work, and they did all this sort of stuff, and it's almost like, why did we even bother? Yeah. It's like it's saying, that wasn't a real Ghostbusters movie. This is a real Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Because the men are here. So, uh, George Miller... Yeah, he's making a movie with Idris Elba and I, someone else. I didn't bother reading that far. Uh, but also, he is working Tilda on... Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. He's also working on another Mad Max. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. That's one I say. No word on Happy Feet 3. Fuck. He still hasn't thought of a plot. Damn it. <laughs> um, the trailer for the Kingdom Hearts DLC came out, I think, half an hour ago? Yeah, I just saw on Twitter everyone was kind of blowing up about, like, Kyrie! <laughs> is she playable now? Uh, I think so. <gasps> I, I saw, like, a little bit of gameplay. I was like, oh, shit, that's probably spoiled. It's finally happening! Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch that shit. <laughs> uh, we'll just jump over to this story, then. Uh, so, Spotify, like, there was a, there was a poll going on. Spotify for Smash? Uh, <laughs> Spot, yes. Yeah. Uh, Spotify uh, was a there, there was a poll that was like, "Hey, what apps do you want on the Switch?" And Spotify was one of the highest ones, uh, eleven hundred votes, eleven thousand votes actually. Uh, and then Spotify officially responded saying, "Hey, folks, Spotify staff here. We're always working on ways to improve the Spotify experience across platforms, but we do not have any further information to share at the moment." It should be known that we typically don't announce uh, integrations with third parties in advance. Thank you for sharing your ideas. So, basically, no Spotify on the way for Switch, but maybe? 
Maybe. I mean, that thing is kind of a music device if you just listen to music when you play Smash Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> they built in a music player on that thing. I think that's fair to say. Did they even... You can make playlists on that? I think so. I want Netflix on there. Because that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they The Switch could use, use some more app support. Mm-hmm. Or then just games. Oh, here's something I realized, which I, I probably should have realized it sooner. Um, if you make another profile on your Switch, you can have a separate save file for your Pokemon games. Fuck! That's huge! Now, the the only awkward thing would be transfer, like, if you want to take those Pokemon and transfer them over to your game, you would have to, like, do, like, a trade to someone else and then back to yours. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I would just use that for Nuzlocke's. No, yeah, but, like, after I win the Nuzlocke, I want to take them out and put them into the Uncursed World. No, I reset it. They're, no. de they're dead now. No, no. They die. They all died. See, I have no attachment to my Pokemon. Ugh, they, they die. Gross. No. Like, and, and you, you stay in the game you were in. You stay in that region now. So I don't want to use old Pokemon. Fuck them. They're dead to me now. <laughs> Ugh. What? 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 I don't want to use the old Pokemon when I get a new Pokemon game. Yeah, no, I do that too, but I still transfer. I don't use them, but I transfer everyone up. Yeah, there's no point to that then. If you're not going to use them, why, why do that? Keep them alive. No, they're data. <laughs> don't get attached to data. <laughs> there's a fundamental thing weird that I just never understood about Pokemon. It's like... No. They're gone now. They're gone. Maybe. It just... It just feels... Ugh, it feels weird to me leaving Pokemon behind. Oh, I do it all the time. Okay. Yeah. You monster. I don't care Okay. Enough. Yeah, sorry. I, I just I, don't care I'm enough. in the same camp as you, Ryan, so yeah. sorry, Tanner. I'm More just finding ways. out how bitter you are this past two days. <laughs> Better. We're just bitter. We're just numb. <laughs> we have become comfortably numb. <laughs> like I was legitimately confused about the whole like Dexit situation. It's like why, why, why is this a big deal? Oh, you, the like I get the collecting aspect of that, but like not the attachment. <laughs> Or it's like I do have my favorites and all that. Yeah, I have favorites. my I have my memories, but like <sighs> it was also so long that I just couldn't like transfer anything. Mm. So I and there was also an entire generation I didn't get to really play, which was four. Because we're, remember that Christmas you got you got platinum, yeah. I got Pokemon Ranger. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I was like oh. <laughs> And then That's you can take advantage good. of your own brother to get the Manafi egg. No, I didn't even know about the Manafi egg. Didn't know about that. Did not know about that. Whereas I, so okay, so I don't. I'm not saying I have an attachment over to every single Pokemon I own, but I do. My final teams, I transfer them up definitely, and I keep them as much as I can. Um, but also, I like 
I, when X and Y were out, I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a living Dex. And I started, like, I made a spreadsheet of where it was easiest to find every Pokemon that I didn't have yet. And I went out and I'd catch what I needed from, like, the Game Boy Advance games that I had. And then I'd transfer them up to the fourth gen ones. And then I'd do everything I needed there. And I ordered, for $10, I ordered a Pokemon Ranger cartridge off of Amazon because I didn't fucking know about Cashopolis. Amazing. And I got the Manaf... I played that for the sole purpose of getting the Manafi egg. And lucky me, they actually hadn't erased their save data before they sent it, so it was already a beaten game. So I didn't even have to play through the game. I just did the Manafi missions. And then I transferred up to five, did all that, and transferred up to six, and I got everything in six. Yeah, no, that's too much work. It was too much work for me. Okay. I was like, no, no, I don't got time for this. I'm yeah, there, I'm, there's I'm, Pokemon I'm, that if I have to let them die, I'll let them die. But I will be, I will keep my win, at my league teams as long as I can. Hmm. Hmm. Well, like now with the uh, the more streamlined integration, yeah, I'll probably throw all my Pokemon into the the home, never use them again. Because <laughs> like, I, yeah, no, they just stay there now. That's where they live. To the farm. Send to the farm. <laughs> to the ranch. Oh yeah, I also I spent two weeks col collecting a whole bunch of Pokemon to dump into Pokemon Ranch for the Wii, because if you put nine hundred ninety nine Pokemon in there, you get a Mew. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh. Going off of that, I guess. Uh, there's a little teaser for that new Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy. Okay. Uh. It was it was more like a interview with like him and his uh, co stars, uh, and it's kind of framed like yeah it's just a regular interview, and then Ryan Reynolds like breaks into like an infomercial, like uh, he's trying to sell you stuff on his body. Like if you call now within the next three minutes, this T shirt will only cost you nineteen ninety nine, and they're all like, what the hell are you doing, Ryan? Like. Hey, we, we got we got merchandise to sell. I was like, the movie's not out. This is this isn't gonna be like a franchise right there. I was like, and it's just like this whole thing where he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be great for Disney, great for Disney. It's great. It's really funny. It's on his Twitter. Go check it out. Okay. Uh, Venom two. Venom. Venom. R rating. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Hard Venom sex. Yes, <laughs> just the the hardest it's ever gonna be. It's like watching. Oh god, it's like watching porn with your friends. <laughs> so there are people on the internet who still don't understand the appeal of Venom. Yeah, and it's like you clearly did not grow up with like fan fiction. Yeah, I didn't because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> but you had an older sister, so. Yeah, I was Exposed, yeah, by proxy, yeah, and then Tumblr happened, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't understand you, monster fuckers, <laughs> but I guess I get it. I want something more? There must uh, be something more that wasn't there before. Then <laughs> uh, producer uh, Matt Tolmach. Uh, believes a more 
that there are more opportunities for R-rated storytelling in superhero movies following the success of Deadpool, Logan, and most recent, recently Joker. Uh, that film, the origin story of Ant- oh yeah, it's done as well. No, it's he's evil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. Who, Venom? Uh, no, Joker. And like oh, part yeah. of this article goes into like uh, just about like the Joker and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's evil. You know, we get it. Uh, and in a quote uh, from Tall Micah, I mean, I think uh, you always have to think about it. And now that that works, having said it, our movie worked really well. Our franchise exists as it. it oh my god, what the fuck is this fucking quote? Uh, and I don't think anybody is looking to just say, hey, they, hey, they did it. Uh, we have a place in this world. So. It isn't like suddenly everybody's considering what to do with the rating. I was very confused about reading that whole quote. What are you talking about? Yeah, basically Joker's a Joker and Logan and stuff. It's like, in, like yeah, it's the, there's a place for an R-rated Venom. And yeah, I think we're all kind of down for that. And that's it for news. That's what I got. You guys ain't got anything you want to talk about? The stuff I want to talk about, I already, already thrown in there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tanner, if people want to send us an email, where can they do that? The Superfund Network at gmail.com. All right. So we have an email, very specific. It's a spam one, but I thought it was hilarious when I got it. From Mikhail Friedman. I, Mikhail Friedman, have specifically selected you as one of my beneficiaries of a charitable donation. Charitable and donation are capitalized in the middle of this uh, sentence, by the way. Of backslash five million dollars. I await your earliest response. Best regards. So I guess we're millionaires, guys. Nice. Sick. Woo. Fucking awesome. That, that, one's, that one's getting saved. Yeah, if you want to send us an email, like Mikhail did, Mikhail, uh, you can send that at the superfundnetwork at gmail.com. Okay, bye. Bye.
But they won't 